Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Chats with Brent Martineau. A player that's uh, been very productive in this league and uh, our, in, in conjunction with the scouting department, um, our uh, uh, Chris and myself and the rest of the scouting department and the coaching staff felt very... Um, excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. He's a veteran presence, um, a, a guy that's been in big games, a guy that for a young team can be very impressionable um, and, and, and a playmaker to boot. Not doing well at this today. Yeah, you're a little struggling. Rusty. Uh, give me Mike McDaniel, or Daniels, oh. I mean. I should uh, get to know his voice. Yeah, we're back in nothing going on season, Brent, so yeah. it's straight up whoever's talking. Well, you're getting every uh, coach to talk through OTAs, so that's a good sign. That's true. Um, all right, we're getting a little crackly here. i got to play engineer as we welcome in Noah Schlicksup as well to uh, the Bowley's House of Cards. Yeah, just walked in. Nice place you got here. Yeah, pretty good. Um, you still getting a buzz back there, Casey? We go live engineering right no, now. ESPN 690. You good? Yeah, I mean, there's a it's like a little hum, but you're fine. Like right. we've we've dealt with worse. Okay. Well, we got we got a high quality program here. So high quality that we engineer on the air. Amen. As we go, you know all about that, Noah. Yes, I that. know way too much about it. So Noah is uh, we, well, he just lives down the road. So I um, saw a couple weeks ago that uh, you got a big event going on with the jumbo shrimp. By the way, your uh, your home station for the Jumbo Shrimp right here on ESPN 690. So I said, hey, come on over, tell us a little bit more about it, and uh, what you got going on. I think on Tuesday, right? You can buy some special tickets, go to a good cause. Yeah, next Tuesday, uh, June 7th, we're going to be doing a game at the Jumbo Shrimp Tourette Awareness Night. It's Tourette uh, Awareness Month. I have what's called Tourette Syndrome, so I make little noises and okay, there we go, <laughs> noises and sounds that I can't control and. Uh, it's pretty common. My little, my younger brother has it, uh, much worse than me too. But it's it's a pretty common thing. And uh, me and my friend Matthew wanted to uh, put together a couple events. And we're both big sports fans. And the Jumbo Shrimp were kind enough to lend us some tickets and a table. So it, all money we raise through those tickets will go to Tourette Research and uh, supporting a good cause while enjoying some minor league baseball. Not a bad night. Yeah, so, um, well, let's a couple of different things here. Uh, one, you guys moved from Iowa because of uh, you and your brother and Tourette syndrome and the ability to get uh, really good treatment in Gainesville, I think it is, right? Yeah. Is that kind of the backstory of how you guys got here? Yeah, UF has got some great resources, and originally we were actually going to move to Charleston, but then my dad's territory changed, so that kind of... Uh, helped us out in this department as well. Now we're just an hour and a half out from Gainesville, and we can go get the resources that we need that my mom calls it just a dead spot where we came from in the Midwest. There is nothing. We had to go all the way to Kansas City, five, six hours away to get wow. the resources we needed. And um, it's been much better down here, and we've seen results. And uh, the I guess the other side of that is uh, you also – you, you have a budding broadcasting career. He does a lot of play-by-play. -play. He does actually a lot for Creekside football, basketball, baseball. we got to get him doing some softball, Casey, as well. Uh, Kaylee's getting jealous. But, um, I need it. 
The <laughs> that way you can follow along too. I'm Casey. saying Casey followed along a lot now toward the end of the season. We got yeah, him hooked on Creekside too. baseball. That was exciting. That that run Creekside was making. <laughs> I was following the softball team. I couldn't go, and I was really frustrated. You couldn't follow it on Game Changer. I know it's tough. But it's a hard thing, but uh, that's why we like your YouTube channel, and uh, you maybe even do some more games coming up this summer. Maybe uh, maybe the Collegiate Baseball League in town, or or we'll see. Maybe we'll bring you on the road for for ties travel ball games. Anybody um, interested? Any takers? <laughs> any takers? He's looking for more action uh, to, to call for sure. Uh, but you just – we talked to you. You called in from the road when you guys went up and visited back home, I think, in Iowa and Chicago. But you were talking uh, about Tourette's syndrome. So, like, you are kind of like a spokesperson of sorts yes. and only 15 years old. So uh, what, where, where were you talking and who were you talking to to so, do that presentation? When I called in, we were on our way from Iowa to Minneapolis, and they were holding the Tourette conference there. So – me and my friend Matthew are both USAM, what they call youth ambassadors. They got a program there that allows youth with Tourette to go. They train them to go speak in public about it, whether it's in the classroom, different events. It's, it's a really cool uh, little thing they got going there. And we were trained last year to do it, and these are some of the things, uh, different events we're trying to do as a part of that program. So, um, you know, using our voices is big up in Minnesota. We went to the conference. I got to speak a little bit there, share my story, and uh, listen to others, talk with others. You don't get to meet very many people. Matthew was the first person outside of my family that I met with Tourette syndrome, and with him being a sports fan, we obviously clicked right away. Um, so yeah, we, you know, decided, like I said earlier, why not combine our two favorite things, sports, and you know, these are this is a pretty big part of our lives. So. Uh, speaking, speaking out, creating awareness, and raising some money to help find a uh, cure potentially is pretty big. So where are they, and uh, how much do you know about, from a cure standpoint, a research standpoint, um, the the growth standpoint? I mean, so many different fields have come a long way in the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. There's so many different milestones. Um, what about with Tourette's? Like, how different is it? It, yeah. If your knowledge, you're only 15, five years ago to today, or where it might be in another five to ten years? Honestly, that would be a question for my mom. She yeah, is probably. big into this yeah. stuff. Uh, special <laughs> education, that is her thing. She loves speaking out and trying to help people uh, with this. So she'd know more about that spot. There is no known cure right now. Uh, there are different medications you can take that can help with it, lower the ticks. There are different – I've done CBIT therapy to help make – I used to have the squeak. I still have it, but it's less noticeable and less loud. Um, because of the therapy? Yeah, we do counteracting things. So, like, I'll stick my tongue up to the roof of my mouth and try to hold it there. So Interesting. So Lil gets out. It's it's tough, but, I mean, it's it works for some, not so much for others. So there's no known cure. There are things like that you can do to help it. We take CBD gummies that helps lower um, ticks, and then we've also... We've tried different things. Some work, some don't. It's really give or take. No, I got you. Um, so give us an idea what uh, everybody can do to help out. Tuesday, it's June 7th. That's the uh, Jumbo Shrimp game. You guys are going to be out there with a the table, uh, yep. maybe wearing a similar shirt. Um, yes. uh, but how do the people get involved? You gotta, Where do you go to buy tickets, and, and how, how much are they, and where do they go? So no, just, where do the funds go? Just $14 for tickets. You can email me at schlicksports at gmail.com. That is S-C-H-L-I-C-K, sports at gmail.com. And uh, 
you know, we can get tickets lined up, uh, $14 a ticket, and we ask that you wear teal. That is the color for Tourette. And uh, all the money is going to a great cause. It's for Tourette Research, trying to help find a cure for Tourette's and helping up, helping out the many across the country. Half of the t- there are quite a few, one in every 100 children uh, have Tourette syndrome or another tick disorder. And half of those cases go undiagnosed. So this is absolutely huge. It spreads awareness, and it helps find a cure with that money we raise from tickets. Yeah, I remember talking to you guys in the past about that, that a lot of folks go undiagnosed. Yeah, because some will say they're just doing it for attention. Yeah. They have control over it. Others will just not even realize it at all. There yeah, are it's less severe, potentially. Yeah, yeah, there are mild cases. I am considered to have a pretty mild case myself. Hello. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so there are some minor cases. Some will just have a tick disorder where it's not. To have Tourette's, you must have motor and vocal tics, which is motor is like movements you make, and vocal are, you know, sounds. Yeah. So you have to have those going for two years, and then you get that diagnosis. So some will just have, like, one or the other, and some may not even notice it. So um, this is huge, creating awareness and trying to help find a cure for it. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Noah Schlick's up. Uh, so uh, we'll tweet out the, the Gmail. Um, again, give it to him again anyway, just so you, everybody knows. Schlicksports at gmail.com, S-C-L-S-C-H-L-I-C-K sports at gmail.com. All right. Uh, and so $14 a ticket and uh, a lot of the, the funds there going to Tourette Syndrome research and then go out to the game. That's next Tuesday, so June 7th at the baseball ground. So uh, that's good stuff with Noah Schlicks up. While we're here, uh, he knows how to talk some sports. Did you see th- Casey... Is Derek Jeter new to Twitter? Yeah, he just joined. Like, that was a real thing, right? Like real just, Is that because, like, they're doing, like, a documentary on him or something like that? Nah, bro, he finally realized he could go be a person. <laughs> so is this going to be, like, a Brady thing? I hope so. Because he's kind of having fun with it right now, right? Yeah, he's um, he sent out some good tweets. Like, Jeter was always so weird to me in terms of he never jumped on the social media. Like, as it became big, like... It wasn't huge when he was playing, but, like, it's been huge since he retired. Never jumped on. Like, he always had the turn to Twitter, but he didn't run that, obviously, for his foundation. Yeah, yeah. And he's here, and he's arrived, and it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, well, and so it's, he's off to a good start. You like it. Yeah. I haven't paid attention to much. I love I Derek, a little though. bit. That's the thing. Yeah, you're a big Jeter fan. Yeah. I like athletes on Twitter. It makes him more personable, and especially with Brady. I like him a lot more after seeing, like, him having fun on that Twitter feed. It makes him, you know... You know, it's Humanizes a fun way to interact. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, well, that's what's interesting because Jeter, as good as he was and as legendary as he is, he's like no personality guy. Yeah. He's like zero personality. I mean. Because he was, because he played it smart, by the way. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't have one, but he played it smart. He stayed out of the back pages. He was the ultimate eight to ten second soundbite guy that said absolutely nothing but gave you enough to feel like he said something. For, for every media member in New York. He didn't get himself in trouble. He obviously remained, like, very private in his life. Then he gets out of the game, and then that's, I think, uh, where he got married soon after. Yep. But then he goes in the front office where you kind of hide out in the front office. Now, you have press conferences and things, but you hide out in the front office, you know, in sports. You, you can blend in, even if you're a huge name. And now... Uh, he gets out of there with the Miami Marlins, and now he comes 
to Twitter and we'll see if this is a thing. But, like, this is, like, the first time we will get to know, like, Derek Jeter, the personality. Yeah. Which is pretty wild to go some, I mean, 25-plus years in the public eye, and we really have no idea if he's funny, likable, whatever. I liked his book series for a long time. He has, like, a children's yeah, book series does. that he wrote. I, I really and you read it? it? You liked it? Yeah, when I was in, like, fourth grade, I read his book right. and I enjoyed him. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not saying he hasn't done good things, like, those kind of things. But even that, like, I don't feel like I know Derek Jeter. The, the Players' Tribune is Derek Jeter's kind of thing. It's one of his deals. Mm-hmm. It's awesome, like, what he started or helped start or whoever's idea it was. But he is very involved, was very involved with that, and it was a good idea. But that doesn't tell me anything about Derek Jeter. Well, I mean, he's a smart guy. He's a good business guy. He's a good baseball guy. Like, I know those things. But to your point about Brady, like, we really don't know, didn't know Brady's personality fully until the last three years. Yeah, no. And I, now we might find out Derek Jeter is kind of a cool guy, funny guy, somebody that's likable even though he wore pinstripes. Well, that's the thing. I think there's nobody that really, in a fan perspective, there's nobody that can really say they know Derek Jeter. And that's fascinating for a guy that played in New York and is the megastar that he is because you're right, there was no personality there. So I think the idea that he's going to, and he might not let you in, but the start shows that he might actually be a person, for lack of a better term, because for such a long time when you watch Jeter, you just were in awe, in my opinion. He didn't really look at him as a person. Now he's no longer an athlete. He's no longer in the front office. You're going to look at him as a person, learn more about him. I think it's a win-win. You just said something interesting, Noah, and, and I like this from your age group especially. Uh, now, you might be like the oldest 15-year-old I've ever met, but at the same time, I like it from your age group. Like, you're a big Cubs fan. Yeah. So, like, the Rizzos of the world and the Bryants of the world, now, you know, the last yeah. handful of years before they unloaded all those guys, that was a fun time to be a Cubs fan. Like, you can identify with those guys. Yeah. How much do you identify with players on social media? Like, do you, do you have favorite guys that interact on social media, favorite athletes, not, doesn't have to be a male athlete, can be female athletes, that interact really well on social media that you find that you like them more because of that. Well, I really like, a female athlete I really like is Rike Agumbawale, basketball player. Yeah, WNBA. from Notre Dame. Yeah, well, her buzzer beaters are amazing. Oh, her brother Dare player. played with the Jacks. Yes, and then uh, my little sister Maya loves her as well. So, Very good, that's cool. Um, she's fun, but... My favorite athlete that is on social media and interacts with people, Brett Phillips, oh, yeah, is good. amazing. Like, I love that guy from social media. And, you know, you don't – it makes you think of him as more than just a player. And I think that helps the athletes as well because it – you know, sometimes – you talk about it all the time. Like, fans tend to – you tend to forget that they're human. Yeah, yeah. And once you, you – you know, you see that side of them, it makes it much more likable and – you know, some people may ease off of them, some may go hard. It may depend. But I really enjoy it because for that youth, that younger generation, it's much more exciting to feel like you know the guy a little bit out there playing. It's easier to get behind them. Yeah, it's a good call. Uh, and, I mean, Casey, I mean, you're all over Twitter. I mean, I don't even know. Like, if I ask this question to myself, like, who's my favorite person to follow on Twitter for an, from an athlete standpoint? Like, I don't know if I have one. Like, I don't, I don't really... I mean... My favorite ever Twitter account was the Tiger Tracker. Like, that was the best That was the best ever. Yeah. Then he retired. Like, I missed Tiger Tracker. It was awesome. Is it back now? No. No, like, he just was, like, done. <laughs> no. Like, the Golf no, Channel basically, like, paid the guy. 
but he was terrific. He's and upset about it. Did, did you follow that, Casey? Tiger Tracker? Yeah, you remember him? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was great. Yeah, it's cool. I love Cubs Twitter, though. They got this Obvious <laughs> Shirts Company, and they are just amazing. They make some great, just funny shirts, great one-liners. Have you ever heard of them? No. Oh, man, they're awesome, and they're like big Cubs on Twitter. Like, I met the guy at a Cubs game. Really? They are around Wrigley, just opened up a store in Wrigleyville. They are a fun Twitter follow for anyone. Like, they made this uh, shirt that any baseball fan, I believe, can get behind. Baseball needs more Tim Andersons. Yeah. And it's just funny little one-liners like that. Um, they have, like, Apo Taco, the Cubs right now. Frank Schwindel is a big guy. His nickname's Frank the Tank. They made a T-shirt with just this blue T-shirt tank on it, Frank, written on it. <laughs> That's it. Simple. Uh, Simple but genius. There have been some good ones. Like, actually, uh, who was a former pitcher who used to do the Harry Carey? Was he on social media? Ryan Dempster. Dempster? Yes. Oh, Dempster is the best. Yeah. So he, was he? But I think he was on social media, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he It is. wasn't just like mic'd up guy in the bullpen. That, that he and was, he does like a comedy show now, too. Or does he, he really? Yeah, and he's hopped on a few Cubs broadcasts. I love that. Guy. You know what's crazy is, uh, what's his name, who's, who's suspended? Um, Bauer? Oh, jeez. No, no, he was good. Wasn't he good on Twitter? Yeah, he was he okay. Was controversial. Yeah. Because like, he would say anything. Well, yeah. I, I'm, you got to take, this is pre this situation. But, like, but outspoken. Yes, Bauer, Bauer was a good follow, yes. But outspoken to the point where, like, he didn't care if he said something about Major League Baseball. Like, you didn't, you don't have that very often. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Local and, guy, Mike. And they got him back, by the way. <laughs> or he got himself. He, yeah, he did. But, I mean, he's, now he's not playing. Um, Local yeah. guy, Mike Clevenger. I was going to say the same. Clevenger's an interesting cat, right? And on social media, he's pretty pretty good. I yeah. mean, you got the obvious ones that come to mind. Cindergaard's very good. Um, Max Homa, obviously not in baseball, is very yeah. good. And then the one is obviously McAfee. If you still look at it, look at it as an athlete, McAfee's obviously incredible. Yeah, I, I think it's a little. It's morphed into a little different with him because it's it's now a brand. You know, um, but I, I hear what you're saying. Like, listen, the greatest example of, of what Jeter could be over these next couple of years to us is Brady, mm -hmm. because Brady like lived in this different world for about a, a two decades, and he was on this pedestal, almost rightfully so, as the greatest quarterback of all time. And and now he's like come down to our level, where he. He plays on social media with us. One of us. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of us. My and he was, like, untouchable, but now he feels touchable. Like, Derek Jeter is in that mold. Mm -hmm. He played for the Yankees. He's very private. He won all these World Series. He's not, like, greatest of all time good. But, he but he's, great. like, he's got this, like, Don't do he's, it. like, one of the ghosts someday. Like, you know, I mean, he feels like Babe and Mickey Mantle and Lou Gehrig. He feels like those guys guy in the Yankees war. And now he's going to, like, be one of us potentially and we're going to see personality like i think we really like that who knows i don't know where this is going for jeter but it, it would it could be very reminiscent of tom brady is what i'm getting at casey the only thing i don't like about brady's twitter though is that he only interacts with blue check marks i didn't even notice that i love guys like jamal agnew who will just interact with the casual fan yeah well yeah. jamal tom brady with all due respect yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jamal. I mean, listen, Jamal's a great guy, but Tom Brady might not want to have to interact with all, everybody else. At least he's interacting with somebody on social media. That's true. I'm just glad he's there. 
But this will be really interesting to get to watch this unfold for you, Casey, because you are a big Jeter fan. Yep. Even though you're not a Yankees fan. Yep. But you're a Jeter fan. Mm-hmm. And so, like, is this going to evolve your fandom for Jeter, or is it going to have a negative impact? Like, do you like the mystery of Jeter and you don't even know it? Um, I don't think it will negatively impact it unless, like, he just turns out to be a really crappy dude. Um, <laughs> Which I doubt. Yeah, I doubt. Unless he starts tweeting some wild things. And even if they're, like, sort of wild that I think's funny, like, I'm with it. But I – there is something to your point about the mystery of it all with Jeter and kind of who he is as a person. Like, everything you've seen from him has been what he wants you to see, even with, like, Hannah and their, their family and everything. So – yeah, I think I think it will only grow my fandom for Jeter. Uh, pretty much, no matter what he does, and unless he starts talking mad spicy, but then maybe even too spicy. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, you got to miss Dustin Johnson on the PGA Tour. He's going to play in the Saudi League. Did you know that? See, nobody cares. Dustin Johnson. NBA Finals. Wow. Celtics Warriors. Who you got? Oh, the Celtics won. <laughs> I don't like the NBA that much. I just can't watch it anymore. It's not that competitive. Like I told you, the oldest 15-year-old around. There we go. And, no, this is what I've learned since I started working here. Fake it till you make it. People think I care about the NBA. How about the NHL? Are you just a baseball guy? No, I like football, college basketball I enjoy. Yeah, I you used, do like college basketball. I used to like hockey a lot, but then yeah. the Blackhawks weren't good anymore. Oh. And all that stuff came out, too. Yeah, but, yeah um, that's true, too. Yeah, that's gross. yeah but anyways... <laughs> If I had to choose, I love what the Warriors, like, when I have watched, they are a fun team to watch. Yeah, so. they are fun entertaining, that's for sure. But I feel like it's the Celtics' time. I, really, that's interesting. I think, uh, I think, like, that's a that's a good call. I think the kids kind of like the Warriors, right? It's a fun style, Casey. Not the LeBron kids. No, but it's, well, yeah, that's a little bit of a, a tricky thing. But it's a fun style of ball, and it is, like, beautiful to watch when it's effective yeah like there's not many team sports like kansas city hasn't kansas city felt that way football wise the chiefs yeah yeah we're like yeah you're flinging it all around yeah it's like when it's working it's like wow yeah you know like that monday night game that was whatever 59 to 56 or something um jared goff baby like it was like holy cow they're unstoppable or some of these playoff games where they've been unstoppable It's it's a pretty thing to watch like baseball's never that way well, the ball doesn't move. I mean, the, the game doesn't move that way. Yeah. So, like, it can't feel like football and the NBA. Hockey can. Like, you've seen it. But the crazy thing is, like, your team, on the strength of goalie, is is not, like, that's not a pretty thing to watch necessarily. Are you disrespecting the Lightning? No, I'm just saying, like, like last night's game is more... Like when an offense is clicking like that, they're scoring all the goals. Sure. Is where you can get a little bit more like in rhythm and like it looks like poetry in motion, if you will. And I wonder if people feel that way about hockey. I I don't pay attention to it enough to know like if I look at it that way. But I know you look at the Warriors sometimes when it's clicking for the Warriors. That offense looks unstoppable, much like the Chiefs, much like back in the day the Patriots were. You know, when their offense was going and Tom Brady was engineering it. Um, I think they're more of a complete team in Tampa. I don't think you see that much now in Tampa. But it's it's an unusual thing in sports where you can say, wow, that is, like, beautiful to watch. Because they play like a team. I feel like in the That's NBA, it. it's such, like, a one-on-one type game. Who can score the most points, get, like, the biggest statistic? Who can do that? That's the biggest thing with the NBA now 
it's such like it depends a lot on the stars. The Warriors play like a team. They share the ball. And have stars. And they have stars as well, guys that are fun to watch. But still they play it as a team and not as, like, depending on the backs of these two players. Yeah, well, they have, like, this perfect, like we say, perfect construction. They are perfect pieces for what they want to do, which, again, is interesting about, like, this is what we've said about Kansas City offensively over the last handful of years. They took one of those pieces away in Tyreek Hill. Is it going to look like that? And uh, I would say probably not. I think you're going to feel the effects of that as you're watching, say, like the Kansas City Chiefs uh, play a little bit. All right, Noah Schlitzup, thanks for stopping by the Boys House of Cards. And uh, I'll share the Gmail account. You send uh, an email to Noah, get a couple of tickets, 14 bucks each. Get a lot of tickets if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a limited supply, I'm assuming. No, we can get more if we need to. Ah, there we go. See that? And raise some money for Tourette Syndrome. Fill the stadium. Tuesday night and. Uh, We'll help uh, promote that a little bit more. So good thing you guys are doing. Have fun out there on Tuesday at the ball game, and uh, have a good summer. Thank you, Brad. School's been done for you for a while. Oh, I'm still going. I, I'm on a sophomore year Spanish now. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Good for you. Hola. I don't speak Spanish, Como but I get good grades. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish, but I get good grades. Uh, listen, next time we have you on, we're going to have to get at least a little Spanish out of you. See, si, oh, see. Si. Like, maybe you can throw a throw a. a Call of a game in Spanish. Oh, I'm no, not bueno. Sure I'll be there yet. no bueno. <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> Come on now, we could get a good soccer call here. That would be good. Goal! That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, uh, we're live at the Volley's House of Cards. We'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. There's some things that Carson does that, you know, not, not a lot of other quarterbacks can do. Um, but his arm strength, his ability to throw the ball specifically vertically. So, yeah, do I expect it to step forward? I do. I expect us to be able to really expand on, on what we've done in the past. This is first year with Carson as, as, a, as a QB1, but uh, I do think we can develop and grow as a group together, uh, offensive, defensive, special teams. But to me, it really does come down to winning. It does come down to winning. Didn't know who that was either. Where are you uh, finding this stuff? The, the ESPN database, bro. He's talking about Carson Wentz. Who do you think it is? Yeah, I know. I was talking about first and second grade over here, man. I'm easily distracted today here at the Volley's You really are. We've got folks uh, here left where I started. Uh, we're, we're working on We're going to do a little summer camp day What's here. going on? They, they ripping the new prism or what? I heard that came out today. No, Pokemon's new stuff came out Friday, so, like, that's, like, a, a big thing. Like, I've seen new packages for Pokemon. Oh. And you should so, open uh, some Pokemon. Yeah, I wouldn't know what I was like. Charizard. You said you like Pokemon? You've done it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I used to watch it. I have some Pokemon cards. Some, right? But yeah. not like heavy. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, I have... See, if I would have, like, took care of them, I'd be rich, bro. Really? Oh, yeah. They were in a box in our garage for, like, seven years. They're all, like, beat to heck and, like, humid, and it's really... Yeah, it's not a good situation. But I have some that are expensive, so... Does that bother you? Uh, No. Like it's an like it it's unfortunate, but like, how would I have known? You know, as a kid, Chip Kurtz said we got to get these out of the house, so he threw them in the garage. I don't know. Um, well, the you never know. That's like feels like a story of like uh, I'm not sure it's as as crazy as Bitcoin Pizza, 
but also feels what? like, uh, well, you know, like the first couple bitcoins were used to buy a pizza. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. You haven't read that story? No, I don't read. Well, you should read that story. Okay. I'll put it on my list of things to read. The two Bitcoin stories you got to read are like the pizza deal, like some, I, I forget how, I think it was two Bitcoins, but it might have been more. It might have been like 10. Mm-hmm. Like somebody paid a pizza, it was in the state of Florida, and they paid like 10 Bitcoins for a pizza. At the t- This was back in, I don't know, 2011 or something. Yeah, should have kept those, huh? We'll do the math on that. Just pay, just, That was a $300,000 pizza. Yeah, just pay <laughs> cash for the pizza, you know? <laughs> The other Bitcoin story is like the guy that somehow has like hundreds of millions of dollars or something like that in Bitcoin. Yeah. But he can't find his password. Oh, I've heard that. And whatever like wallet or something that he's on, you only get 10 times to try your password. And he's used nine of them. Oh, my goodness. And he he doesn't. So he's got one more try. Yo, that is gone. That's bad. I mean, that like. Like there's nobody you can call. No, that's not the. It's just the way it works. Like that's so bad. It's amazing. It's, I would. I mean, you know what I would do? Is I would pay like a top-notch hacker, get in my thing. Yeah, I don't think you can though, man. You're, sure, you can. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, well, they're hacking everything these days. I think that's part of the whole crypto world, right? I mean, you get. I'm not sure you can break into that stuff. Man, eh? um, gotta try. <laughs> well, he's only got one try. Guy, break yeah, that's it in. Brutal. But, uh, yeah, that is a... How does he sleep at night? I don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't know. Like, I don't think you need that kind of money, the amount of money that he's got. I don't know how much money you need. But the fact that you can't get any of it? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, Holy I didn't nice. sleep that well last night. Me either. And, and I don't really feel like I had any problems going as I went to bed last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, like I wasn't thinking about anything, and I still didn't sleep well. That's tough. Can only imagine that guy. He hasn't probably slept in like eight years. No, never. He might never again. I don't even know. Like that's the, the I've heard that story now for two years. I don't know where it's at. Like I don't know if he's he's tried a tenth time and it's gone or or what. Yeah, but, the only time you're sleeping worse than when you're sleeping on nine is when you're sleeping on locked out. That night you tried number ten, it doesn't work. Yeah, that's probably worse. But maybe you just got to rip the Band-Aid, man. Forget about it. No. Or is hope better? Uh, Yeah, I think I would just sit on it and like hope that it'll come to me, to be honest. Mark, Mark just said hope is better. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's true. hope is better. That one day where you're going to wake up in that morning, you'll be like, I remember. Peppa Pig 11. I knew it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> passwords are a crazy thing, really, in, in any. I mean, you try like we. You kind of live in the. Do you, do you live in the same stratosphere with your passwords? Oh, it's uh, right. Should I? Yeah, I did. Like, the don't same. tell us, but it's, it's the same. Well, I mean, but you got to mix it up. So, right, you use a different letter, a different number, a yep. different whatever. But you go through this like cycle. Yeah. Or I do. I do. And so I tried to. So at least like, I think if I had ten tries, you could get it. Like I think I could get it. I could. Because of that. I know I could. Now, the only thing that throws you off sometimes is once in a while there are those passwords that's like you got to use uppercase, you got a lowercase, yep. a number, and the symbol. Yeah. The symbol gets you. Not for me. I know my symbol. Well, no, but if you have to change the symbol over time, now you're like, okay, what symbol am I on? Because I got like a couple of go-to symbols, but then like after three, 
They're like, ah, shoot. Which one was like the fourth one or fifth one? Yeah. Like that's that's not easy down the list of symbols. No. But uh, but you gotta you gotta stay away from the bad people. I'm telling you, I have one password that's like completely different than the others because I I don't even remember why. But anyway, uh, PayPal and eBay used to work together a lot, so I had a lot of stuff going on with PayPal, and that's the password that's you would never guess in a million years because it's so random and nothing I've ever used before, and I forgot it for like months. So I had like tons of eBay money and PayPal. I couldn't get it because I didn't know the password. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I eventually got it. Feel good. I you, called you somebody. Eventually got it. Well, you could call. See, yeah, that's. I guess that's the one catch, but also the security measure. I said, please help. I can prove I'm Casey. Nobody wants to be me. Please. <laughs> uh, that guy though, he does not sleep well at night. No. I can imagine. Or maybe he's learned to live with it. I don't think so. We talked about sports psychology a lot today. That guy definitely has had to visit one. Yeah, more than once. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Brett Martino, uh, Casey Kurtz, live at Davoli's House of Cards. I just had Noah Schlicks uh, stop by doing uh, really cool things uh, to help raise money and research for uh, Tourette Syndrome uh, here in the Jacksonville area and beyond. Uh, again, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game on Tuesday. Tickets fourteen dollars. You have to email Noah uh, SchlickSports at gmail dot com. He also wanted me to let you know about uh, June 12th, which is next Sunday, not this coming Sunday, the next Sunday at Creekside High School. It's a free event. It's a 5K uh, at Creekside. I think I heard that correctly. And 9 a.m. to raise awareness for Tourette's Syndrome. So cool to see Noah doing some some uh, good things there in the community and, and giving back and raising some funds for research, uh, something that impacted his family uh, really close. So uh, do that if you can. And uh, buy some tickets to the shrimp or also go out to uh, Creekside on June 12th I, uh, at 9 a.m. You know, I'll buy a ticket. I ain't running. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, okay? <laughs> or you can be like an official. I can do that, you know, as long as there's no running involved. You know, can the 9 a.m. is steep. You used to be an athlete, man. Can you do a 5K now? No. 3.1 miles. You you think if I just ask you right now, leave no. the station, no. you couldn't do a 5K? I could not do a half K. <laughs> no, I quit the sport solely because I didn't want to run. Yeah, I know, but... Like, those poles, after a while, I was like, this isn't helping. I think you've got the competitive spirit to be able to do it. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, you're sadly mistaken. And if you bet on me, then don't come to collect, because I'll tell you what, you're not getting your money. <laughs> Throw it in the towel. I mean, I just, I, I, I wouldn't bet on it. That's all I'm saying. You could have the whistle that gets the runners going. I can do that. Now, I, I can blow a whistle now. You know what I'm saying? I can support. I'm a good, like, hey, you know, we can do it one more. You know, I'm a good, like, supporter, but. Maybe you just bring the ESPN 10 out there. I could do that. Yeah. I could just chill. Yeah. I'll be down, like, West Palm Beach, unfortunately, that day. Well, or fortunately, I'll be watching some baseball. Uh, we'll be back live from Devoli's House of Cards, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. the size and versatility on the wings and I think uh, you know with who we are defensively against a really good offensive team to the benefit is having obviously Marcus and Jason Jalen on the perimeter but as well you know you have bigs that they can't just pick on you know, Al, Rob, Grant and everybody else uh, you know that we do use it's a, it's a kind of a perfect storm as far as a matchup with all the offensive talent they have the defensive talent we have and I think our size and versatility bodes well for us as far as that so feel confident with a lot of guys guarding uh, different players for them. 
Oh, that Celtic side? Yes. Yep. Is it Coach? Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, is that Jason Tatum's voice? Or uh, is it Ime Udoka? There you go. Well done. One for three. <laughs> um, Celtics and Warriors go tomorrow night. Gosh, why do they take so much time? Yeah, it's dumb. I don't get it. This is where, like, I don't, the NBA playoffs, I used to think it would be like a running joke, right? Two and a half months, three months. It's like, gosh, when will it ever end when it starts? But this is really the time frame where it seems like, okay, when did the Celtics wrap this thing up? Sunday? Uh, Saturday? No, I was, uh, where was I? Was I home or was I on the boat? Um, I was home. I think so Sunday. I think so Sunday. Sunday? Mm -hmm. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I guess three days off doesn't. It just feels longer, like that extra day. Like two days would be okay, the the one extra, which is probably the right way to do it. Rest everybody up, have everybody as full go as you can, you know, energized, play for – that's probably fair to the player. Um, although, I don't know, when, you, when you're playing – as an athlete, I think you'd rather almost play every day. Yeah. But, again, you're talking – Al Horford's probably not saying that. True. You know, I mean, he probably is like, yes, give me the rest, and I need the rest. And we always talk about recovery. So that's got to be a, a big part of it um, as well. Speaking of Horford, he, they won, they go to the finals. He made $5 million because of that. You see that? No, I didn't. But And I friend. think now Ty told me this. I didn't read this. But I think if they win the championship, he gets another $7 million. Eh, makes sense. Now that's some nice bonus money. Yeah, it is. There's somebody. I forget who it is. The bonus they lost. Oh, it was Dinwiddie. Did you see that? I, it, I think it was real. Spencer Dinwiddie, if the Mavericks won the finals, his bonus was $1. One. Like, Why? Like less than a McChicken these days. Why? I don't know. That's what it, I mean. It checks out. Like, it was all it was all over, like, social media. So, um, yeah. You know, one smack. So, yeah, this is right. He put – when he signed the contract with the Celtics – it was like a $95 million deal or $94 million deal, and you get $5 million if the uh, Celtics made the finals, an additional $7 million if they won the championship. So $7 million on the line. Like, I'm be honest with you, why, why do you put that in? I don't know. Like, I, it's, I think there's some parts of these contracts where, like, you don't need the money, and so you put some, like, fun stuff in there. Like, I, I yeah. genuinely believe that. Like, I, in fact, I would. If my contract was worth, like, that kind of money, I would be putting stuff in there just for the heck of it. Like, because you know you're not even going to need it, use it, whatever. Right. Right? And so I wonder if that's it. Like, I, I don't know. the I haven't read about it, so maybe there is a reason why. Like, I, I wonder if they laughed at him, like, when he said it. Like, so just so you know, I'm, I'm looking at, like, a $7 million bonus if we reach the finals. They're probably like, we're not going to get there because of you, bro. It turns out they did. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I'm, I'm sure when they brought that up, they had to be like, what? are you I, talking about? I think he signed this contract, too, like, back, uh, okay, it was in, uh, let's see. I think it was back in 2019. Yeah. And it was, oh, it was initially with the uh, Sixers. Oh, that's right. He did get traded. Now, see, that don't make no sense. So that carries over. Yeah, I, that's yeah, interesting. I guess. That would, I mean, it would. That would make sense. The other, contract. You know, the other part of the co contract stuff, you never know. Like you're asking, we're asking why, right? Why would he put that? It seems like a lot. Twelve million dollars tied into championships and and finals. So that seems a little more just for Horford, yeah. Yeah, that that seems bigger than like 
I, I, we've seen million-dollar bonuses for coaches and stuff like that, but that seems like a lot. Um, I wonder if some of that is to get the contract to a certain point, you know? So this is a $109 million contract. Maybe he wanted to push it over $100 million and that was the way to do it. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, or maybe it makes you the highest-paid guy at age 33 or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, but there's all sorts of reasons. I think, again, if you're talking about that kind of money, I would have my agent put in some fun stuff. Yeah. I want, like, if we go to the finals, I want, like, Swedish fish for life. That's but something. You, you think they would do that? Uh, it's probably cheaper than $7 million. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. I ate a lot of Swedish fish. Well, that is true. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I guess if it were me, like, I wouldn't put it in there, like, if we go to the finals, I'd be like, if I, like have a crazy amount of steals or blocks like not points or assists or rebounds whatever because that's like the thing but something that's kind of like off brand because Al Horford didn't really control them going to the finals you know yeah well that is true like I'd be like if I somehow become a thief and I'm stealing balls left and right then I need my seven million then you can at least work on it (laughs) that's true well you gotta you also want to put something that's attainable (laughs) well yeah you know I mean you want to make it as easy as you can. Maybe that's where the Swedish fish comes in. Like, I'll take the money if we go to the finals, but low-key, if I'm swipe or no swiping, I need the Swedish fish. But how advantageous was this for the Celtics in the long run? Like, how hard – I saw Al Horford, like, running through people in Game 7. He wanted his money, bro. Heck, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a win for $5 million bucks. I don't care how much you have. That's $5 million just to get a W. So let me get that $5 milli. Send the wire over immediately. <laughs> That's the other thing. When does that happen? Now. <laughs> Monday morning, $5 million. That way, that was a holiday. See? I'd be like, uh, there are no holidays in crypto. <laughs> I would have put it in crypto. I'd have been like, holiday, <laughs> schmoliday, bro, $5 million. Let's go. Write a check. Cut the check. Yeah, oh, man. Football at five. Hey, there is going to be a former Jags kicker kicking for the Jacksonville Sharks mm. on Friday night. Intriguing. A little name from the past joins us coming up in football at 5 on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We're live at Tivoli's House of Cards here on a Wednesday.